Welcome to Shindig in Stereo. Well, since this is just a bit, Gar, you don't have to do that every time. It's okay. We'll just do that once and we'll put no, it at the I'm beginning. doing it a few times. Okay. So everyone will be different. Shindig shenanigans. What are we calling this? Uh, welcome back to Shooting the Shindag. Uh, oh, shooting, shooting the Shindig. Shooting, shooting, shooting the Shindig. 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 Welcome back to Shooting the Shindig with Gar Montabano, and I'm Eric. <laughs> you wanted to say Shindag. I did. I want to say Shindag. Good old Shindag. Dag, yo. Uh, anyway, so you were saying about nowadays, you can just sort of... People nowadays, they don't do this, they don't do that. Yeah, but they're always doing this, and I really hate that. Back in my day, they didn't do this, they did that! This, that, and yawn. Okay, so we were talking about something. You were, talk- you were talking about about something about you know talking up a joint and being able to. Uh, oh, navigate. I was saying that it used to be you go to a party and people would be would have marijuana, and they'd be all secretive about it and they'd whisper, "I have a bit of marijuana." And then oh, you know, and then some people were interested and some oh no, I. Never. And so they would go to the... This is when I was a kid, and I would see adults do this. They would go into a bedroom and smoke the marijuana. Where is Sharon and Steve? For that matter, where is Bertha and Sammy? Oh, they're in the bedroom. Oh, they're doing that. So now I'm thinking that you can go to a party just about anywhere, at least in California. And light up a joint, and you might get people to say, oh, don't do that in here, or we don't like the smoke, or whatever. Step out in the bathroom. But it's not like a big hidey hidey kind of thing, like, ooh, we're doing something, you know? And it, I would imagine it gave us some sense of satisfaction, like, ooh, we got away with something at this party, you know? And they could tell their friends, or, you know, elbow each other and say, remember we went to that party? You know, now it's, it's nothing. And I'm kind of glad it's nothing. I'm definitely glad because when I, you know, growing up, uh, I definitely spent a lot of time growing up in the South in like the 90s and 2000s. And you'd always be afraid that like the cops are going to come in and like kill you or like throw you in jail for 20 years about the, about the marijuana. Uh, so it's good to not have to worry about that. Not to worry that like someone's coming to like check on you. Yes. You smell like something. Oh, were you having that, you know, devil's lettuce, the hippie weed? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one ever said that to me. Legit, that was already a joke. I, I like that. I'm going to start using. Oh, that. oh yeah, I didn't make that up. That's a that's a one that people say. Devil's lettuce. Devil's lettuce. Yeah, <laughs> the satanic cabbage. Oh, oh, they added the Satan in there too. No, no, I, I, that that one was me. I, the, <laughs> we should Satan and the devil. As a friend of mine from college would say, no, but we should start saying it. <laughs> It's funny you were throwing out those names, Bertha and Steve. I think I've told you before, uh, when I was in high school and we'd be uh, hanging out, you know, trying to throw together little little dipshit parties uh, where we were getting up to no good, you would text your friend and be like, hey, is uh, Steve coming to that party? Uh, uh, you know, where Steve was a stand-in for marijuana. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe, maybe your, your friend, you know, Bill would text back and be like, uh... 
Well, Steve certainly invited. Um, you know, you're you're closer with Steve these days. Uh, would you mind bringing him? You know, like, and so you could have these whole conversations about you know the the marijuana ness of your party. There's some fun in that. Yeah, there was some fun in that, and it was good because I mean we did it on purpose because like the parents and whatever, and you know whatever, and also not wanting to get in trouble. But you know, like be like. Oh yeah! And by the way, Steve's gonna be coming. Or whatever, you can just say that, you know. And then, and then, as far as your mom knew, you know, like, oh, Steve's just another one of these fucking yes. you know, kids. It's generic enough. It's generic enough. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very clever of us in the t- at the time. Of course, it's just you know, it's functional. But it makes me think that if the name was like Skyler or <laughs> Roderick. <laughs> Nah, see, they wouldn't stand she, out too she, much. She, you got, you got yeah, but she'd know. She'd say it would stand out. Like, yeah. Ro- you have a friend named Roderick? Oh, yeah. What does what, what Skylar's dad do? You know, like. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, yeah, Steve. Steve, there's lots of them. You know, Kevin. Yes. Bob. Yeah. Mike. Rick. Rick. Yeah. Is this old Mikey going to be coming to the party? Oh, yeah, you know Mikey. He'll he'll show up around 10, you know. Of course, the king is John. Yeah, John, yeah. That's the, the that's most the basic name all... possible. Yes. <laughs> but see, it worked because we didn't know anybody named Steve. Yes. You know, like if we'd pick like, you know, Jake or, or Zach or something, you know, we knew people with those names. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, John, you know, there was a John. So... But Steve, we all knew who Steve was. <laughs> and they, like you were saying, you know, like some people didn't smoke. So we would go off in the room and be, be little miscreants and smoke. And then like the, the funniest thing to me wasn't like that dynamic, but was the people who weren't going to smoke, but still were having a conversation with one of the people who was. So right. They come in. You know, maybe it was a girl who was like interested in you. Or maybe it, was, <laughs> maybe it was a friend who was a little bit too lame to smoke weed. And he'd come back in and be like, anyway, so I was saying about the Ottoman Empire or whatever. And you're over there like token up. And you're like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whatever you're talking about with school stuff, yeah, I agree, man. Anyway. <laughs> Fascinating. Anyway, mar- marijuana is not a thing to worry about anymore. Or yeah. at least in some places. Is it getting to be most places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's what, getting broader and broader. States? Is, is it that many now? Wow. I think it's 26 states. I, I yeah, could be and wrong. a lot of states have medical, even some that don't have recreational. Correct. And some of them it's a little bit more stringent. But when I moved out here to California, you know, you guys had medical. And it was the biggest joke. It was like, you go and you're like, oh yeah, doctor, I, uh, you know, I've just been getting headaches or something. He's like, yeah, I think uh, I think cannabis would really work out with that. Let me let me yes. uh, let me let me write you a little you know, yeah. or whatever. You know, you're like, oh, have you tried marijuana for your, you know? What a dumb game. Yes, I know. And I like that was I was like, well, it's good that people can do this and not get arrested. But like, this is such a joke of the medical profession. It is. Yes. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the taxes were better though. The taxes are higher now that it's uh, recreational. Yeah, but I am now paying a lot less than I used to pay when it was illegal, and I thought it would be the other way around. Yeah, that's what you've said. I uh, So I I didn't buy a lot of, because I moved out here, and then it was already medical, so I would just do it that way. But So I didn't buy a lot of weed illicitly in California, but it feels like, it, for me, it's more than it was when I was buying from, like... But at the same time, it's easy to just go down the street to, like, the local yeah. dispensary. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have, that. like, some weird drug dealer guys mm-hmm. in your phone all named like g 
When I lived in Portland, I used to openly smoke marijuana through a pipe as I walked down the street. And the reason I did that is because I realized that there was really no law that could, I mean, anyway, then I moved to Arizona, did the same thing, and somebody I was with said, oh, don't do that, they'll put you in jail for that. And it was the difference between these two states and how they treated marijuana. Same same thing, but everybody was on high alert, and there were always crimes. There was always people that were hijacking other people who were growing and selling. I, I, I'm not sure, but I would imagine there's a lot less of that when it's illegal and out in the, or when it's legal and out in the open. Absolutely, because you take the black market out of the equation. That was the problem with prohibition, right? You know, like I mean, that created a lot of power for the mob. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that if there's a way to make money illicitly, that criminal elements will get into that because that's what they do. They make illicit money. And then you've got a whole negative aspect to it that, like, someone who's just trying to smoke weed isn't trying to get into. He doesn't want to, like, hang out with, like, drug dealers <laughs> you know it was always weird when you would go to the the dealer's place and you'd be like all right how long do i need to stay does he want to smoke weed with me that's cool but like does he just deal weed or is he also dealing because he's like mm-hmm. depending on what what their clientele is right you yeah. know uh because like i don't mind hanging out with a weed dealer who's just some some like guy who plays playstation and on the weekends deals extra weed i don't really want to hang out with a guy who's like dealing coke yeah. you know like Correct. it's a different vibe yes. of course you know, I don't want to hang out with a guy who has, like, meth heads coming around his place. You know, like, I'm, I'm not trying to deal with that. I find it funny now that there is a trend toward people trying mushrooms and ayahuasca and uh, peyote and LSD. Um, there seems to be a, it's a, it's like a pop culture trend now, you know, these psychologists who say, I'm going to help you with these journey that you take with mushrooms or whatever they, they are selling. Um, and I find it interesting that there are people selling mushrooms and they're like the same kind of people that were selling pot, but pot doesn't matter as much anymore. So now it's that same clandestine, like, oh, do you know somebody who sells it? Oh, yeah, I can give you their number. Don't give their number away, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. Even though you can get it on the internet. Correct. And that's another thing. It's like there is no big deal with mushrooms or LSD. Or... When I was a kid, it was like it leads to suicide. I mean, And they always tell this story about the girl that jumped out of the window. And then later that, you know who that girl jumped out of the window was? Art Linkletter's daughter. It, None of, that. no, no, that's true. None of that was true. <laughs> no, 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 nobody. The, the, but the it was all these the scared thing. parents. Like my parents were scared, and all the parents of all the kids I went to school with were scared of this LSD. Yeah, it's gonna, it, it's turning our kids crazy. And you know, and now it's more realistic. It's people yeah. that are exploring. You know, what can this do? How can it help people with PTSD? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and it's not just being airy fairy about it. Uh, it should be explored. It's absolutely. It's, I mean, these are very powerful substances. What's the know? harm to society? Well, we we need to figure out. Okay, wh- what's the downside? Mm-hmm. How can we be harmed by this? You know, but when you've got somebody like Lily Tomlin talking about microdosing all day, yeah, and getting Jane Fonda into it. 
<laughs> also, we already as a society have decided that cigarettes and uh, alcohol are just things that we can just do when we feel like, you know, right. like that was the whole thing for me. Even long before I was interested in doing drugs myself, I was like, okay, well, you know, like you can go and buy paint thinner and huff it and like fucking kill your brain cells. <laughs> Why can't you buy, you know, like if you pick a drug that I was never, you know, like a, a cocaine or whatever, like that's your problem, man. You know, like you can do that. Why is that a crime? It doesn't make sense for it to be a crime. There's money to be made in keeping it a crime. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things. It's not just money. It's, you know, well, yes, there, there's definitely money to be made. The, the also, pre- a lot of people that's... who bring it over here are the ones that are trying to pass laws against it. Mm hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, we know that, you know, cocaine, for example, very popular amongst businessmen and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you, know, you know, Trump was railing coke back in the day. He's always sniffling. I'm sure he was. Yeah. But I, I don't hear about cocaine as much anymore as when I, in the 70s, cocaine got to be a problem because all the people that were doing cocaine would all tell each other, oh, don't worry, cocaine is not addictive. <laughs> and there were people that were casualties from that time. Oh, yes. One was a friend of mine, and he was doing it so much that he had to sell it. To continue doing it, and of course he was doing what he was supposed to be selling. And at some point he did so much that he started having a seizure. Mm. I mean, this is a kid who was 18 years old. And his girlfriend is holding him down so that he doesn't, I don't know, thrash about and bump his head or something. You know, and then later, I don't know if he's still alive. He's He could be dead for all. I know. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, these are tragedies that are only made worse with somebody telling you, okay, we're going to arrest you. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. I mean, again, it's a weird response. Like, you could say, like, okay, people doing drugs as a replacement for, like, the sadness in their life or whatever as a negative coping mechanism, that's unhealthy. Okay, cool. Lots of things are unhealthy. You're not going to arrest someone for eating too many french fries. You know, it just doesn't make It's a weird response to the problem. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Co- cocaine's very addictive. Of uh, course. <laughs> of yeah. course it is. Yeah, no, people still do it, but yeah, it is more of a... Well, first of all, it's expensive. Uh, so, yeah, like... But, like I think a lot of it, it has to do with legalizing marijuana and, and also taking a softer view of things like mushrooms. I think it really helps the overall drug problem sure but even when i was a kid and marijuana wasn't yet legal pretty much anywhere anywhere yet uh in the united states uh coke was already less big than it was in like the early 80s or the mid 70s you know like i mean th- these things co- go go in waves oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah so coke so like coke was already like i mean it's still around you could do it if you want to uh, well yeah i mean cocaine's no longer in coca-cola no, uh, it hasn't been for what a hundred years. <laughs> not a hundred years, but a long time, like the twenties, yeah. maybe. Uh, don't don't quote me on that unless I'm yeah, right. In which case, quote me. But People but yeah, it, not a long time. Yeah yeah. I mean, there's still coca extract in there, but it's not. There's no cocaine in it. They do it for the flavor, for the love of the game. <laughs> That's what they. <laughs> yes, it's the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Jokes are a funny thing. They are a funny thing. But yeah, I, I agree. It's funny. The, the And uh, we're not too far, I feel like, at least in a lot of states, around the bend from 
a lot of those hallucinogens getting legalized. No, and they legalized it in Oregon. They did, they did. And Colorado too now, right? Uh, I could be wrong. Don't Cartuna. Colorado too. Oh, <laughs> Cartuna. Cartuna. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cartuna, of course. Did, didn't you hear? <laughs> Were you reading the Cartunian Times? <laughs> Come on, bro. You got to be a little more multicultural. <laughs> So in Cartunia, they made it illegal too. Yeah, I, I think in Colorado. Don't, don't. I'm not sure. Maybe they just decriminalized. I'm not sure. And maybe they did. Maybe I'm making that up. But I think it was Oregon and Colorado. But yeah, yeah. But just shrooms, right? In 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 uh, Oregon, it's not um, LSD uh, or I don't know. peyote. I think it's, I think it's just mushrooms. Now Will Smith, he Style loves cider. the the ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, Joe Rogan also loves the ayahuasca. See, now, the thing is with me and hallucinogens is every time I, I've done LSD and I've done mushrooms. I've done mushrooms a number of times. We also technically did mescaline that one time. Okay, so Eric and I have, try, have done that, and we tried mescaline, which you can make from San Pedro cactus that grows everywhere. And it, so far, nothing has happened. I have no effect... From hallucinogens at all. Now, I'm not necessarily proud of that because I want to experience that cartoon. Well, man, it was like a cartoon. You know, my first wife I used to complain that the mushrooms or the LSD didn't do anything. And she would, she would say, that's because you're already living in a cartoon. And that was a funny response. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah, I, I guess so. But I want to see the whole God thing. It touched the hand of God. and the things that people have talked about. I want that. Well, so my perspective, as someone who's done hallucinogens and seen things and whatever, uh, is that when Gar and I did the uh, mescaline, I think that we probably just fucked it up. Like, it, like uh, we either didn't get a high enough dose or we waited too long and it lost some potency because I, I didn't get anything off that either. But then again, between you and me, we did four bags of mushrooms. Yeah, well, Each we, bag we was did three of a in different one type sitting. of mushroom, too. They are, and if you read about their descriptions, this one's good for this and this one's good for that. Uh, but they're all hallucinogenic. Yeah, we, we each did about one and a half ounces of mushrooms. And, and it, I got a little bit of closed-eye hallucination, but it wasn't a very strong trip. So I don't know if the mushrooms are weak or if Gar and I are just uh, uh, ironclad badasses. I think it's a dosing I issue. used to do that in, in, when I lived in Oregon, mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Same thing, though. Nothing mm -hmm. happened. I mean, I saw the lights a little brighter, but other than that, it was nothing. And then when I tried LSD... All I could feel was the rat poison that they'd used to stick the LSD onto a tab. And I could feel that on the back of my neck. And other than that, nothing. Yeah. Well, LSD is one of those ones where, you know, it's not like this, the, the late 60s, early 70s anymore. It's, it's you know, I, I would always be skeptical if someone's like, hey, I got LSD or whatever. You don't know what the fuck that guy's got. Yeah. And we were talking earlier yeah, that that's a problem nowadays uh, with just any sort of white powder or liquid, nondescript-looking drug. You gotta be careful. You know, know where your source is getting it from. You know, because uh, you know fentanyl and just all sorts of cutting agents or whatever. You know, you can test for these things, but like, who the hell wants to try and work through college chemistry to figure that out? You know. So yeah, but that's the good thing about mushrooms or peyote or ayahuasca or or weed is. You can get to the, you know, you can smoke weed and you know that it's a weed. No, no, no one's cut that plant, <laughs> you know, it's not made out of... Then there's pesticides. Well, yeah, I mean, but you have to worry about that with, like, food you eat. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, that's also a problem. How do you get it off the marijuana, though? You don't want to wash it. That takes the THC off. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Most marijuana is, like, grown inside, so they don't have to worry about the same kinds of... If it's not industrial hemp use yeah, or whatever. I think a lot of it's grown inside for the, the lighting reasons. So they, you don't have to worry as much about pesticides because you're not out. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why edibles are, are nice, you know, because you don't have to worry about smoke. That's another one. Edibles don't work on me. They worked once. Mm. Went to a B-52s and Pretenders concert. Boy, what an interesting time. It was, was... A, it was the 90s. Man. And <clears throat> it was the 90s, and uh, we knew this person that used to go regularly to San Francisco there was a clinic that was set up to give marijuana to AIDS patients, and he had AIDS. Mm. So he'd buy a bunch of stuff, and he'd come back to Portland. Anyway, he gave us this brownie that he'd gotten, and we ate this brownie, and boy, it was nice. Went to this concert. It was a pleasant day. It was in Portland, outdoors. Got to see the sunset. It was, it was a pleasant time. See, that's another good thing about medical and now legal marijuana is that you get actual dosage amounts on your edibles. Back in the day, you know, you had to like, you take a brownie and you're like, okay, you know, like two hours in, you're not feeling anything. Or 30 minutes in, you're not feeling anything, you take it more, and then it was very strong, and then you're, you're like lying on the floor yeah. staring in the corner. Uh, so it's nice to have like a number attached to it as opposed to like how much weed did, you know, Kevin from from econ class put into it, you know. Yeah. And what kind of weed was he buying from who? And you know, like, it's, it's easy to know what you're getting into. Well, <laughs> this yeah. So when I was young, the you know it was mainly the Mexican stuff. Yeah. And occasionally people would get Maui, Wowie <laughs> from Hawaii. And a tie stick. That's another thing that they would... Ooh, we got tie sticks. No, I've heard of that before. Where are tie sticks? <laughs> T-H-A-I tie, right? Not T-I-E? Yes, T-H-A-I. Correct. Yeah. Tie sticks. Now, is that like opium? No. And But some people would get opium or... Uh, what am I thinking? It was the oil. Um, hash oil? Hash oil. Oh, yeah, hash oil. Hashish. Hashish. Um, hash Hashish. oil, and that was really nice. Yeah. Um, you put an eye drop on your yeah. marijuana, and it's 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 a... That's made a real comeback. Uh, dabs are real big. You can get that online, too. You can get that, you can get that at, the, at the place if you go to the right place. You can get dabs. Yeah. And you can get a whole fancy dab rig or whatever. A wig? Rig, you know, the thing that you put your dab on and then light it and it, you know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like dabs all right, but, like, part of the reason, so, edibles are a great way to do it, but I, I, I just enjoy passing a joint around. I enjoy passing a pipe. Well, there's a sociological kind of... And a social. social yeah, social a component social to that. To it. Well, because I mostly smoke with people. I don't normally... You know, I've I've been you know a a smoke at home kind of guy, but you know, past several years, I I mostly just smoke honestly, honestly with Gar. But I love weed, you know, and I like the social aspect of passing. You know, left is law. You know, puff puff pass. Yeah, it was like ooh, we were really doing something when I was young, and we would go to concerts. People would pass around and join. It's like ooh, yeah, I'm gonna you know hit that, and it was just a thing to do. Kind yeah. of miss it, you know. 
And it was like, ooh, nobody's going to say anything because there's so many of us. But I remember a time where they would see a hippie mobile, a broken down car with people with long hair in it, and they would stop them and look, and the, the trunk would be open. And the, we know you got something in here. We're going to find it. The thing is, I used to go to parties. It would have been 75, 74, 76. And I would go to parties, and people did all kinds of stuff, thinking it was cool to have a quaaludes were a big thing. So people would say, oh, oh yeah. man, I had three quaaludes, and I had some whiskey, and then I took some downers, and then LSD, <laughs> you know, and they would name off all these things that they had taken. It's like, well, At a certain point, it's just like you describing your lunch to somebody. Like, who cares? Like, oh, yeah, I had like a quiche. And yeah, it was like something to, to tout how many drugs you were doing. And this is in high school. You know, people grew up, or yeah. they didn't, or they didn't right. survive. Um you know, so thank thankfully, all that goes away when you get some maturity. Your your prefrontal lobes are n not formed at that point. And I used to go to these parties, and there was a guy that was on the football team, and it was his name was well, I, I shouldn't say his name anyway. He was of Samoan heritage, so he was a big, round, muscled guy, and he was on the football team. And he was the sweetest guy if you went and talked to him. But at every party I went to, he drank too much. Somebody said the wrong thing to him. And there was a fight. And he used to, he used to fight these people. And it was those kind of fights where he's so big that it was a circle of flesh. And things got broken. It, tables Jeez. got broken and chairs and all kinds of things while this guy was fighting. So, not fun. Not good. I think people st stopped inviting them to parties because they didn't want to see the, you know, is generally kids, so it was their parents' house. So they couldn't have their parents come home and see the house wrecked. You couldn't have their parents come home and see blood on the ground. And <laughs> Now, on the other hand of that, I never had those parties. I would go to those parties, but I would never have them. Oh my god! I didn't want to have to clean up after yeah, that. My mom I, would that, suss me that out. That was it. So I did, the house couldn't smell like yeah, weed. Right. Yeah. No. So, but my parents would go away and they'd leave me alone. And in in those days, I had a girlfriend and I was pretty much set. That was pretty much what I was about. And you were how old at this point? Oh, eight nine years. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was, I was like nineteen. Uh, uh, so this was CJ or this was coleslaw? This is coleslaw. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, my parents got back from wherever they were, and no one was at the house other than me, and, and as Eric says, coleslaw. <laughs> Why didn't uh, Nefgar want to give And my mom not? came in and said, you had a party in here, didn't you? And I said, no. I, I did it. She, no, I can tell you had a party in here. And she's starting to go all around the house to check stuff. And so she walks into the kitchen and she says, I know you had a party now. Look, the refrigerator has been moved. <laughs> I can tell you had a party <clears throat> because the refrigerator has been moved. 
Ah, uh, you know, partying kids. They love well, and, refrigerators. and that's what I said to her. So I said, oh, yeah, Bob, what party would... <laughs> what... <laughs> What party would be complete without a without a refrigerator moving contest? <laughs> she kind of saw how ridiculous that was, but she was still still just suspicious of me. <laughs> yeah, my mom was the same way. She would always like be coming up to my room and be like, "I'm smoking cigarettes in here." When I was like 14 and 15, I wasn't doing any drugs at all, let alone smoking cigarettes in the house. And she, you know, she'd be like, oh, I can tell you've been smoking cigarettes. And I was like, no. And she'd be like smelling my clothes and stuff. She was very paranoid about stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, I am Gar Montalbano. Yeah. Hey, Gar, where can they, uh, where can they find you? Garstudios.com. Yeah. You can find my YouTube channel. Not only that, they can find my Twitter. Yeah, just type in Gar, that's G-A-R-R, Montalbano, M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N-O. Yes, there yeah. you are. Thank you very much. Yeah, all right. Anyway, and, uh, and I'm and Eric, and Eric. you can uh, go fuck yourselves. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>